Welcome to the Crafting Character Podcast. Steve Carter here and in association with my good friends at Preaching Today and Food for the Hungry, I bring you a podcast that hopefully helps you get better at the craft of preaching and teaching and communicating while always ensuring that our character leads the way. I love this podcast because I get to talk with very, very fascinating and interesting preachers and and thought leaders. And and every once in a while, um, some name comes across my desk or I will hear uh, mutual friends start raving about another person that I've never met and I just get uh, curious. And today's interview is one of those. Uh, I'm excited to introduce you all. Uh, many of you I know probably follow her on Instagram. You've probably uh, read stuff by her. Um, her name is Kayla Craig. She's a former uh, journalist, but she's an author. She um, has a book coming out called Every Season Sacred, These Reflections and Prayers and invitation to nourish your soul and nurture your family throughout the year. And I'm so excited about this conversation. And I think for many of us as pastors who know that child dedications are coming, um, who are trying to figure out resources for our own selves to parent our kids well, but also for um, a resource to, to give to the, the parents so that they can really be shepherding and forming and shaping and nourishing their kids' uh, spiritual lives in the right ways. And so um, this conversation is going to go in multiple places because uh, as you're going to see in a few moments, Kayla is a deep, deep soul. Um, but without further ado, Kayla, Craig, thank you for joining us on the Craft and Character Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that very gracious introduction as well. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, talk, talk, give us a little like history because you used to be a journalist. And mm-hmm. h- how did you how did you make that like shift into kind of the the spiritual formation realm of writing and then also also specifically around family and parents? Yeah. Well, I, you know, have a background. I worked in the magazine publishing industry. I worked at a newspaper where I was like covering business. I have done a lot of different types of writing. So writing has just been kind of a way I process the world. It's kind of where I'm able to enter into curiosity. I feel like that's always been a deep, deep value of mine. And when I first became a mother, uh, my husband and I adopted our son and he was one year old. And I realized I needed to, to really prioritize being with him. And so I stepped away from my position at the paper and started freelancing. And as I was freelancing, I was realizing kind of the spiritual uh, implications of parenting, of, of raising a child when I barely had anything figured out, you know, myself. And my husband's a pastor, and we just kind of started going down a journey of of what do we believe and why do we believe it? And this was kind of in the heyday of when everybody was blogging. And so I thought, well, I like to write and I'm thinking about these things. So why not start a blog as well? And that kind of became my own almost like public journaling, right? As I'm experiencing um, the world. And so I was still doing this professional writing, but then I started bringing in kind of these my own wonderings and my own reflections. And of course, as, you know, as writers now, you look back and it's, oh, it's cringe. Or maybe as pastors, you look back on a sermon 10 years ago and you think, I would never preach that today, right? But, you know, this all part of the journey. And I wasn't the person five years ago that I am today. And 
I don't want to be in five years from now the person I am today, right? So it's a constant growing and learning, but that's kind of how I kind of came into um, this realm. And you've got you've got an Instagram account that I think is one of the best to follow. Um, talk about that because did that just come out of the the whole blog world? It was Instagram building, um, but that I feel like that whole account um, is a must follow for for any parent, but for any pastor, just to to see the stuff that you are creating and curating and writing. Talk about that. Yeah, thank you. Well, I started at the beginning of twenty twenty. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, the world is a dumpster fire, not knowing what was about to come down the pipeline with a global pandemic and a racial justice awakening and all of these different things. I was just like, everyone I know is so exhausted, is so tired. We want to pray, but we have zero words. And I had been really drawn to shared prayers and liturgies because um, we have a daughter who has um, she has Down syndrome, and she is such a delight and has a lot of disabilities and medical needs um, due to a seizure disorder. Uh, but when she was three years old, she was very sick, and she was in um, the intensive care unit, and she just kept getting worse. And I wanted to pray. I'm a writer. I work in words. My husband's a pastor. He works in the spiritual realm. And I was just flat out, you know, and we had people saying like, we're praying for her. And it just felt so empty. Like I just couldn't connect with God because I had so many wonderings and I was just in so much deep sadness. And it was like the machines were beeping around me and we couldn't even move her little body without everything like spiking. And it was just it was awful. And we had three boys at home. And so we were trading back and forth between the hospital and home. And in a night of just deep exhaustion, it was my time to be home with the boys and try to have some semblance of normal normalcy and such, such hard time. And I went to my mailbox and there was a little book of prayers. And I had just received it because I was podcasting at the time. And, you know, you get some media books early. And um, I was so exhausted. And I just opened the book and there were these short prayers. And I was like, well, I don't have the words to pray, but I'm going to borrow somebody else's. And I feel like that was a lifeline for me in a time where there was so much doubt and so much grief and so much unknown. And so she by the grace of God, did get better and she's still with us. Um, But I have held on to those prayers and I have held on to the prayers of others. And it really was an invitation for me into not only liturgy, but as my faith was kind of growing, I felt myself drawn to the church year, to the liturgical calendar. And so I thought, well, you know what? I am just going to share some prayers. And I really didn't have a big plan for it. And I just started sharing them. And then other people started saying, you know what, this is kind of helpful for me. I'm going to share it or I'm going to save it. And then it just kind of grew into this community. And, um, you know, when I write a prayer, I want to write it for your actual life. I don't want to write something that feels aloof or feels like it doesn't, it's not relevant to what's actually going on in the world, what's actually going on in your heart or in your home. And so I wanted to bring some of that journalism background back into my writing, right? That deep curiosity, that the understanding that 
the way I see the world is not the way other people see the world. So I started talking to other uh, pastors, other parents, other people that um, were just in the thick of it and asking, what was your experience with this? Looking back, what do you wish you would have had? What words would have been helpful for you in this season of life or whatever? And so anyway, that ended up turning into a book, To Light Their Way, which is a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. Um, and and now I, I have a new book. So it's it's been a, a beautiful, messy journey. I love that. I, I, I often wondered, I was like, man, where... When, when Liturgy for Parents came out, like, I was like so curious. I was like, what, what was the, I, I kept hearing about it. And I feel like I, I was, you know, like all things a little bit late to the, to the game, but I, I found myself just like, man, I wonder what started this. Um, but to see the following, to see that, I mean, that crew, I mean, they are, they are, they are, you can tell that people are like in it with you. I'm I'm curious because you know as as pastors and preachers you know you're married to one um you have a gift of writing prayers that really resonate with people in so many different walks of life and you know sometimes when when we preach we can you know it feels like we're almost having throwaway prayers you know I I don't mean that for um I'm not throwing shade on any pastors or anything, but, but then I, I read prayers by you and by others. And there's such a, how, how did you, how did you see me? And you don't even know me, you know what I mean? And, and I think it's, it's part of the, the gift of prayer is reminding people that God sees you yeah. in the midst of whatever you are walking through. It's, it's, it's the power of Emmanuel, God with us. Yes. When you when you're writing, can you would you mind like almost like taking us into wherever wherever you're? I mean, do you do you write on a park bench? Do you do you write in a chair? Do you like what's do you do you write and scribble? Like how, how talk about that because I I think for pastors, um, how to how to maximize the the power of the phrases. Um, of these prayers, I think there's something that we can learn from you, someone who's so grounded formationally, someone who's so gifted journalistically and and thoughtfully, um, but also makes these prayers so accessible. I mean, to light their way, it's just powerful, so rich and deep. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about that process of and how how you do what you do? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I think first it starts with paying attention, right? And that's that's a spiritual practice of paying attention, of actually being awake to the sorrow of the everyday life, you know, to be awake to what's going on in your community and in your country, global, you know, like being awake, paying attention, take some intentionality. And so I think when I'm really in tune with the spirit and I'm really walking with the Lord, my writing comes out of paying attention, paying attention to, you know, very literal things going on around me, the, the details of that, you know, turning off my phone and actually hearing the sound of leaves crunching under my feet, actually being aware of 
the nuance with somebody when I'm talking to them and, you know, really reading their face and seeing what's going on um, with them. And so I think that is so key. And I don't, I don't always pay attention, right? We don't, we don't always get it right. But in those moments when I feel like I am, am kind of in step, it comes out of turning off distractions being cognizant that I have noise in my head and I need to just take a breath, right? Have a, have a breath prayer or just literally exhale <laughs> and then entering into that work. And that work tangibly looks like all of the above, all those examples that you said. It looks like grabbing a marker and writing on the back of an envelope. It looks like sloppy scrawl in a notebook. It looks like grabbing my phone and scribbling something in my notes app. It looks like a messy word doc that only makes sense to me, right? So it's a, it's a continual process. Yeah, yeah. How often um, does your husband go, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I got to close for this sermon. Um, do you, can, you, can you help me with a prayer? Uh, can you? <laughs> all, the, all the time, all the That's- time. You know, we're always like, Anything can be an illustration. Anything can be, you know, fodder for writing. And so there's oftentimes he's, you know, it's Saturday night. He's finishing up a sermon. He's at our kitchen table and he's like, do you have a, I need a story that's specifically about this or, you know, I need it. So we're always bouncing things off of each other. Uh, Well, I think what's amazing is, you know, the, the phrases that you've used, you know, pay attention, spiritual practice curiosity. Um, you know, you, you talk about in every season sacred, just the sense of intention um, and how important that is. As, as you think about this next book um, and your, your hopes, your, your desires, um, you've written this book for, to help parents be nourished. You've, you've written them with kind of ways to, to be intentional with their kids, but what's your, what's your desired hope for every season sacred? Yeah. I think there are so many people who are raising kids who are deeply weary and maybe they are weary of just faith in general. Maybe they're weary of a hard experience they had at church. Maybe they're weary because they're just deeply exhausted. And I wanted to create a resource that is not another to-do, is not another how-to, but is like a deep exhale that really comes comes alongside you and doesn't diminish your experience as, as a parent, but also as a neighbor, as a friend, as somebody who is journeying through life and trying to, you know, experience God and walk with God, but also has a lot of doubt and wondering. So I want this gift to feel like something that that really meets you where you are and cares for you because um, people that are that are parenting are often pouring out a lot for everyone else and that's the same as you know people in ministry too right and if we don't care for our own souls how are we going to expect to pass on a vibrant healing faith to our kids with our families so that we can go out and work for the flourishing of all people yeah, that's so beautiful. And you know, I I have a 15 year old and a 10 year old, and you know, I I didn't I didn't really grow up in a Christian home. My parents came to faith later um, in life, and and that, and then you're you're kind of set to as a pastor to raise you know with with my wife uh, two kids. 
but not necessarily having like this map and not necessarily having the, oh, this is how um, to actually do that because Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of sometimes working off your your experiences of what to do and what not to do and not necessarily having a bunch of resources that I felt like, oh, this is this is some ways at which I could experience that exhale, mm-hmm. um, but also be able to be forming my kids in the right stuff, in the right ways. Yes. And I, I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, get them to do this or how to or all, but, and, and in some ways it was helpful, but it just, it didn't feel as, as deep, um, as sacred, you know, as weighty as I think I wanted it to be. And, and I think that's what's, what's, um, both drawn me to your work, but also frustrated me because I'm like, where was this 10 years ago? Um, but like, uh, but, but just in, in all honesty, I, I think that what you are, um, really helping parents do is not just have another thing to do, but the ways at which you're writing to like, give them a moment to have a breath prayer, give them a moment just to exhale, give them a moment to see what's within them and then be able to, to go out and, and, really just pour in, but pour in with not out of exhaustion, but yeah. pour in from a place of, of depth and, and realness. I, I, I'm really excited. And I, I told you this earlier, like I, we're, you know, we're going to be doing some child dedications this fall at, at Forest City. And I, uh, I've been really just praying through like, man, some resources because I do, I think your example is spot on. I think so many parents these days are feeling so weary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Realizing like, man, I, I want to be able to give them something that's going to be good for their heart, good for their theology, good for their kids formation. And, you know, yours and, uh, Meredith Miller, who's a mutual friend of yours and mine, um, your two books are what I'm going to give to each parent. And I'm, I, I have this thought, like, you know, for most child dedications, you have parents who are starting, you know, the kid is, you know, three months, nine months, 18 yeah. months, you know, in that realm. I thought maybe we could just spend a moment, just talk through like some of those stages. Um, you have four kids. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm an, an, a parent and I'm in the, you know, 24 months or less, you know, um, how, how, how do you see this resource um, every season sacred? Because when I think of that title, Every Season Sacred, I think of all oh, the newborn stage season. I think of, <laughs> you know, uh, you dropping your kid off at half day school, which, you know, is like by the time you get home, you got to go right back and pick them up because it's half day, but it's really not. You know, like every season, though, it's sacred. How do you see this resource used in those, maybe those first couple stages of and seasons yeah, of life? Well, when I wrote Every Season Sacred, I thought of it as kind of like drag and drop, right? You, you kind of pull and grab and borrow what works for you. You know your family best. If you have toddlers, you're going to want to use the – there's always connection questions for each week of the year. So pull one and and use your own words, but use that as inspiration, right? Like, let me do some of the heavy lifting for you. And then you use it in the way that works best for you. So maybe you're not even gathering around the table having this thing, but you flip through and you find this is the question we're going to talk about 
on the drive. Oh, you know what I mean? Or you know what? Maybe you are in a season of exhaustion because you have a newborn and all you can do is grab the breath prayer for the week. And it's an inhale and it's an exhale. And it's just one thing to help you take a breath. Remember that as you're pouring into this child, God is pouring into you. You are a beloved child of God. You know, so whatever age or stage you're in from pregnancy or adoption all the way to your kids going off to college, I think there is going to be a resource in here for you every week. And it might look different. And there might be weeks where you just don't have any margin at all. And another week where you're like, a lot of these questions, these open-ended conversation points are really giving us something to talk about, you know, and they're not, they're, they're deeply faithful. And sometimes they come from um, you know, a, a particular verse that they don't always, you know, so you can really make them what you need and what would serve you best in the season of life that you're in. And there are in each week, you know, it kind of journeys through the year. There are no dates. I know that can feel really stressful for me and for others to have dates or checkoffs. There's nothing like that. Um, but as you journey through each week has two versions of prayers. So there's one for younger kind of ages and developmental stages. It's simpler language. It's short. You can pray it together. Maybe at the the end of the day or in the morning, you know, you can read it and say, we're just going to, we're going to pray together. And then there's a prayer that's a little more liturgical, a little more poetic, um, a little deeper in, in kind of our reflection. And you can kind of pick and choose through the week what works best for you and for your family. I love that. I love the, I love the non-pressure of dates and checkoffs. You know, I think it's in the the invitation of the open ending and, Hey, we're, we're, you know, my family's in a different season than your family's in, and but requires a different question or different prayer. Um, I love, I love that so much. I, I, I'm curious for you, um, what does it look like in your family? You know, mm-hmm. the six of you, how, how, you know, are, are you, are you tend to be in, again, I've, obviously, like you said, every season sacred, it's different. Um, but in this season right now, going, going back to school, mm-hmm kind of getting in the rhythm of fall ministries, kicking off at the church. Um, are, are, do you tend to all be more morning people, more come around the, the dinner table people, more end of the day? Like, What does that look like for, for the Craig household? Oh my gosh, it looks like 100% chaos. Uh, like, you know, like exactly <laughs> like you said, there's so much going on. So it's how do we kind of integrate faithful rhythms in the life that we're in right now, because we don't always get to choose when my 10 year old has soccer practice. We don't get to choose when my, you know, seventh grader has an event at school, you know, like there, there are things going on as we live our lives. So how are we pulling in thoughtful conversation? How are we pulling in kind of those unforced rhythms of prayer in our actual lives? And, and for us, you know, it's not every day of the week, that we get to sit down and have dinner and it might be McDonald's from the drive-thru. It might be pizza or like an easy tacos or something, but I do try to have a thoughtful question for them. And sometimes, you know, a teen is not going to answer that question yeah. and that's okay. 
you know, and, but it gets me reflecting. It gets my husband reflecting. We share, we're growing together. We're journeying together. And sometimes kids have the most thoughtful answers to these open-ended conversations of, you know, even something simple, like, where did you see God today? Where did you hear God at school or at work? You know, what are the struggles that our, that our community might have? You know, as we go into fall, you know, there's a, there's a week that's kind of exploring the theme of belonging. And so we might ask a question like, when did you feel like you most belonged this week? Or when did a person help you feel like you belonged when, when, when you weren't feeling that way? And how can we make our neighbors feel that they belong? And, you know, so we have maybe one question at dinner, you know, and we do a different question every night on the nights that we are eating together. And there's some semblance of everybody around the table. And there's usually somebody, you know, running around or my daughter that has disabilities is just verbalizing. (laughs) So, you know, but I think that that's, that is every season sacred, right? This is the season of life that we're in. And you know what? God is with us in all of it. God was with us when they were tiny. God will be with us when, you know, they're looking at college. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I love I love that. I, I, I often will say like, you know, kids are very perceptive. They're just not always the best interpreters of reality, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, but what they perceive is the stories that they create. And and then sometimes it's like what they perceive and then they 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 start connecting dots and they're like, oh, oh. And and I had a moment recently, my son and I, we were we were driving into the city, to go see a concert. And you know, I think he he was kind of like thinking through maybe what he had perceived or thought, you know, being mm-hmm. a pastor's kid would be. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, what certain things would look like on the day-to-day. And, and he said something, he said, he said, I, I feel like, um, I thought it was going to be one thing, but I realized like when, you know, you and I, dad are together, you mom and I are together. Like there's, there's questions you are asking that I'm realizing how much are shaping me Mm. and conversations that are, um, helping me really wrestle with what I think about. Um, and, he, and he started, you know, talking about stuff that's going on in his, his high school. Mm-hmm. And it, and it hit me was like, well, as a, as a parent, and I, I thought it was like, all right, I got to make sure I got this Bible study and I got this, like, you just, you feel like this almost pressure of it's got to look like this, this, and this. Yeah. It's so refreshing though, to hear how, soccer practice to we don't even have every night eating dinner to get, mm-hmm. but the intentionality along the way the question for the car ride to school right. the the breath prayer before that like the the in the season that you're in to be able to to identify here's where we're at right now there's yep. no shade no shame but now I can be intentional here but I think sometimes the weariness comes from I can locate the season I'm in I just can't locate the right question to ask right. or the right prayer to prayer to pray yeah. and that's where a guide like you I'm just saying is is um like you are lighting pathways for people to have 
deeper connection with their kids, deeper connection with their creator, deeper belonging as a family unit. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited about Every Season Sacred because I think um, it's not just for the kids. It's, it's, it's for the nourishment of those parents' hearts, minds, but also it's a tool to even create greater connection. Um, pastors, I, I'm telling you, um, if you have a kid's pastor, you should buy this book for them. Um, if you do child dedications, um, join me. Um, and I, I would consider buying this as a resource um, for each of your parents. I mean, what a gift to have parents who are uh, just lighter, more present for their kids who are, whose hearts are being nourished. I mean, what that will mean for the child, what that will mean for your congregation, what that will mean for their own heart, mind, and soul. Um, but please check this resource out follow liturgies for parents. Like it's unbelievable on Instagram. But Kayla, I, I, I have to ask you because you, um, you're intentional with your words, very, very thoughtful, very accessible. And sometimes I think in, in writing or preaching, you can have a thoughtfulness and intentionality with your words, but it sometimes can be even disconnected from your actual life. Yeah. It seems for me from a distance, um, you know, we've never really met in person, uh, but from a distance, there's a, like a, a just living kind of, there's a, like a, like a, mm-hmm. a formational way that you and your husband have decided to arrange and orient your life mm-hmm. in a way where um, it feels very integrated and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's my, that just might be from the outside, but yeah. I, would you, is, is there, can you just talk about that? Because I, I, I don't know. I feel like the stuff that I'm seeing that you write, it, it, it's profoundly deep. It's profoundly spiritual. It's, it's weighty. It makes me see the kingdom of God in such rich ways. But, but it also like, it feels really connected to the, to the soil, to the mm. earth, to the pain, to the, the grief, to the, to the weightiness of, of, of what's happening in our world today. And that doesn't, that doesn't just happen. It just, it feels like it's true of you and your husband. Am I reading that right? Well, you know, we're not, we're not getting, getting it right all the time, but I think that's what we're, we're hoping to enter into and and walk rhythms where we're not just, you know, navel gazing, right? We're not just like contemplation and like spiritual nourishment is so important. And then there's the component of like actionable, you know, getting out and actually loving our neighbor, you know? And so I wanted to create um, something and I wanted to actually, you know, live it out as taught, not taught, right? There, There is an element of that. And so my kids can hear me say every day that our values stem out of compassion and care for our neighbor and, you know, working to, to come alongside those who are hurting or marginalized or unseen in our communities. And if I just say that, those are just, it's just like a gong, right? You know, those are just good sounding words. And so I want to, you know, not only have conversations with my kids about, you know, God's deep deep love for them, but also what do we do in light of that? And what are we doing right now? And, you know, I talk a lot in the book about how we're being spiritually formed all the time, whether or not we're like purposefully pursuing spiritual formation, you know? So I want to talk to my kids about like, 
How do we spend the money we have? How do we decide what our jobs are? You know, are there people that, that don't have that privilege of, of choosing their job? Or when we go to the grocery store, could we reflect on how did that food get here? Who grew that food? Who, who picked that produce? Who stocked the shelves? You know, just trying to live in more thoughtful, just, kind, compassionate rhythms because of that work that we have done, you know, inside of our souls and together as a family. Man, I, I love that. I think the, that kind of shaping for your kids is just going to help them see, um, see more as God sees, you know, and feel more as God feels. And, um, I mean, that's that kind of shaping. And I, I love how you said that we're, we're all being formed. We're all being discipled. We're all, we're every single moment of every single day. And, you know, the, is, as Eugene Peterson says, you know, um, our geography is our theology, you know, yes. like there's like this, the so topography, it just like where you live, there's, mm-hmm. there's something that you're going to learn. You're going to see the strongholds of culture, the enemy, you're going to see opportunities for breakthrough. You're going to see all of this stuff, but, but how you choose to engage that. And I, again, just from the outside, your, the ways that you and your husband have arranged and the prayers that have come out of that and the life that's come out of that from people I deeply respect who like talk about you all. Um, it's thanks for not just writing great prayers and great books, but really thanks for, for living a life where these prayers can just even almost be lanterns for so many of us to to continue walking forth in ways of shaping our kids and shaping our hearts in the right ways. Um, Kayla, where where can people find you um, online? Yeah, I'm I'm online everywhere, and also just thank you for being so so generous and so gracious. Um, you know, we're all figuring it out, and, yeah. and so thank you for that. Um, I'm at KaylaCraig.com. That has links to all my books. Um, you can contact me um, on Instagram, Liturgies for Parents, and then from there you can find my personal Instagram where I kind of share glimpses of our lives life together, Kayla underscore Craig, but I have a newsletter where I kind of send care packages out is what I call them to kind of nourish your soul. And so, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, there's so many hard things about the internet, but I also love how it connects us and helps us find each other in ways we never would have um, gotten to do before. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, friends, seriously, uh, September 19th is when this book, Every Season Sacred drops. Um, I, I just can't recommend it enough. I, I think if you have a, a family member who um, is a parent and, you know, you, you just, we all need better resources as parents, um, but not just resources for our kids, but resources for our own hearts. Um, maybe you're going to do a child dedication in the coming weeks and this would be an amazing gift. But I also think like, hey, for parents who are in small groups, um, this actually might be something to be reading together. Um, you know, and, and dads, like, I think if you, if you see these prayers, one of the, one of the hacks that I think Kayla gives us are questions. And some of the stuff that I think that, um, I really, really love is to snag great questions. Um, and then I put them in my phone, um, in the notes app. And then when I know I have a five, 10, 20 minute drive with my 10 year old daughter or 15 year old son. I look through and, you know, um, 
what would Kayla do? And then I just like ask that question or, you know, but it's, it, it opens up conversation and all of a sudden I'm like, man, it was just a little bit of intentionality it was an incredible tool, with an incredible like resource. And what it did was it gave me opportunities to connect with Mercy, my daughter or Emerson, my son. So, so I'm telling you, moms, dads, this is an incredible resource. Preachers, incredible resource. And um, Kayla, thank you for who you are and many, many blessings to you. And friends, thanks for tuning into the Crafting Character Podcast. Uh, you know that Preaching Today always wants to serve you. Food for the Hungry wants to help you engage with the global issues of our day. If there's ever any way that I can support you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball, and I'll see if Kayla can, can maybe do this. Uh, I've done this every once in a while. Um, but I just was thinking, gosh, it'd be awesome if Kayla maybe had a, a benediction nearby. I can see she's at her desk, but like <laughs> if there, if, if there maybe could be a blessing or benediction or a prayer that she might think, that she could close out this episode. You can tell that um, I never give my people I'm interviewing questions. I always just want to see where the, the conversation goes. But uh, I thought, man, to have her here might be an awesome moment. So oh, if you wouldn't yeah. mind. Well, this is, uh, do I, I always got a benediction in my pocket. So thanks for winding me up. Okay. So this is a benediction for passing on our faith. And I wrote it inspired, um, partly by Meredith Miller's book, Woven. So I will, I will give this blessing to everybody as we go out. As you raise your children, may you rest in the truth that God has chosen to dwell in us and among us. In your worries, may you be reminded of God's all-consuming love, which doesn't leave your kids, even when they wander, even when you're unsure of what to say or what to pray. May you remember that in Christ, every moment is an invitation to a holy homecoming. May you and your family accept God's tiny invitations of grace in your ordinary lives. As you navigate busy seasons of life together, may the Good Shepherd help your children to be found, known, and loved by the one who cares with kindness and compassion. And may all your life, your fantastic, dirty, messy, holy life, be a prayer. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And may that be so for all of us, my friends. Grace and peace.